0: If you remember, when COVID came along, it set its own rules and it said to businesses, nope, you're going to do it my way. Well, when your purpose is to take care of the people who can't take care of themselves and COVID won't let you do it your way, that's a problem. It requires purpose. It's going to be pressure. And it's next. Laurie and Randy Casto of Wedgwood Estates, next. Hello, friends, and welcome to Purpose Under Pressure. Hi, Randy. Hi, Lori. We're going to introduce you in just one second. I want to welcome our family and friends that are listening out there to the show. Our show today is brought to you by Sandler Training, the Ruby Group, Sandler Sales Training in Akron, serving business and sales leaders across Ohio and Florida with sales and leadership training. Purpose Under Pressure is about the purpose that we wake up with in the morning, set our feet out on the floor, go to bed with at night, and the storms that rise to try to knock us off our path. And we're going to talk about that today with... My friends, Lori and Randy Casto, they're the owners of Wedgwood Estates for 25 years, assisted living in Mansfield, Ohio. Family owned, family operated, an amazing story. And we're going to talk about it today. Welcome, my friends, Lori and Randy.
1: Thank thank you. Thank you you for having having us. us
0: really glad you're both here. I've known you for a long time. I knew your father before and, uh, the organization that you have there is based on purpose. It's what this show is all about. And so I, I'm really excited for you to share your story. I'd like to get into it a little bit. Tell me about Wedgwood estates. There's some things I already know, but our audience doesn't, uh, tell me what's good. Tell me what you're proud of. Tell me what you're striving for there at the assisted living facility.
1: Well, I'm really proud of Wedgwood and the fact that we've been family owned and operated and stayed firm in this area for 25 years. I'm so proud of that. And I'm so proud of the fact that right now, after everything, after the last few years that we're at 96% occupancy, as well as full staffing. And it's not just a full staff, it's a strong staff. And wow. I just, I can't brag enough about the people that make this place tick. We're very proud.
0: What what do you owe that? Because anybody I talk to and everyone I talk to, hiring is an issue. And you guys are pretty full and staying full. I know it's not easy. But tell me, why why are you doing so well with that? Does it have to do with your purpose? I'm going to just tell you, we, we are
2: faith-based. And I have to just give the credit to the Lord God Almighty uh he really will will meet our needs and and that's just that's just what we uh, that's who I give credit to. I mean, we do what we need to do here. We try to to produce a uh a, a, a workplace that that people like to come to and 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 serve and, and and help help our residents, but uh I just have to give credit to the Lord. I really do.
1: And you know, our staff is so good about staying strong and doing like not settling it's been very, very difficult for our department heads to not settle, to not say, hey, everybody else is, is without staff, so so we're just going to settle in and just deal with it. what they do is they keep pressing and keep pressing and keep pressing harder until those right people walk in the door. Instead of saying, oh, we'll just hire you, they are looking for quality people that they know are going to stand the test of time. I think that's a big part of it. And then the fact that we're family owned and operated and that every morning we see our department heads eyeball to eyeball for a half hour to 45 minutes and just talk about things that need to happen. We have a time of prayer and we just we're eyeball to eyeball. And so we're right there with them and we get to know their lives. And I think that's important too. It's a, it's a sowing seed kind of thing. Yep.
0: And that doesn't happen too often, does it? I mean, a lot of assisted living and medical facilities anywhere, hospitals, whatever it might be it's it's bigger is better and and that's a cost thing, but you guys have been able to keep it local, keep it family owned and I'm interested maybe a chance for a quick plug for you guys because the the residents have to appreciate the fact that your staff is long lasting. Is that a big reason why they keep you know staying there and and enjoying their time there with you at at Wedgwood estates?
1: I think they see the stability. And I think there's comfort and yeah. security and stability. And they see that Randy walks in every day, uh, not yep. on weekends. Not so a much. board of
2: directors from another state. You, you get us here. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the staff, they, right. they feel very free to call us anytime to text. In fact, we're in a lot of texting, call, talk, texting conversations. You know, what about this staff member? What about this staff member? And we don't do anything across the board. Every, every decision we make is based on an individual person. We don't like, we don't, we have rules, you know, our employee handbook and all of that, but really we base it on now what's happening in Lisa's life? Why is this occurring? What, what, what's causing her absence? You know, we don't just say, oh, it's just cut and dry. We base everything on the individual.
0: And I know that in the medical facilities, the medical world, that's not easy because it's a dollars and cents game and, and, and occupancy and how full. And, I mean, you have to pay the bills, and I, that all comes in, insurance and all those things. Um, and so God bless you for being able to focus on individuals. And I think that gets us right into what this show is about, which is your purpose. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do it the way you do it? Uh, what matters to you most that's kept you this alive, family-owned and operated, single-owned and operated for 25 years?
2: Oh, my
1: I I just I don't know. That's I, a loaded I question, like right? It is. <laughs> it is.
2: It's just like we just do what we've been doing. I mean, before Wedgwood, my father and mother, um, it was it was a step of faith, and they built the the hundred bed nursing home in in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Woodside Village in 1979, and then turned around and and built a hundred bed uh, nursing facility in Lexington, Lexington Court. Of course, uh, in 2006. This was so big here that we just, it was just too much and dealing with Medicaid and Medicare. So we, in 2006, we sold those, but we just, we kind of kept the same culture just from, from, from those original nursing facilities into Wedgwood. um, Just, just, uh, just as people approach, you know, it's, it's just, we, we, our residents are people, our, our staff are people and we just, just meet them on a person to person basis.
1: And you know, sometimes you have to really, like when you drive to work in the morning, you have to be like, no, wait a second, because you get caught up in the day to day and the str- and the things that, the, the, you know, the stresses that come with, with reality. But then you're like, no, wait, why are we doing this? And the reason is, is because every single resident needs care and they need family care. And the most important people that can care for residents are their family members. But it's too hard. It becomes extremely difficult. And we know because we've dealt with moms and dads. And so it becomes (laughs) extremely (laughs) difficult. And if we can become an extension of their family and give that same care that their own son or daughter or their own grandkid would, then then we've done our best. And and that's what we really strive to do.
0: And it's that that gives me hope and faith in humanity because you don't have to do this. This is hard. This isn't easy. You're taking extra steps to make things right for your residents. You're doing things in a family-owned, operated way. I imagine you don't have to talk about this. I imagine there's been opportunities to sell. In the past, and in the way this world is right now, I can't imagine no one's knocked on your door, but you keep on doing it, I think the hard way. And I, I congratulate you for it. And I'm interested in, I know you, and I know you enough not to, to brag on your own, but when you put your feet on, on the floor in the morning and go to work, there's things that knock you off. And let's talk about those. Let's talk about those pressures. Let's talk about those storms that, that maybe say, Hey, you know, it's okay to shortcut this or cut a corner here and you just won't do it. Let's talk about those storms that come.
1: Well, well, the things that come to my mind right now are the high cost of everything. The costs are crazy. I mean, everything, the food cost is incredible. The cost for employment is incredible. These costs are skyrocketing. And so. Yeah,
2: the energy costs have even gone up.
1: Yeah, and everything has. And so we struggle every day. And I think, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time about the rates and how do we make make a quality how do we keep everything quality for these residents and all of those things factor into
2: instead of pricing them you know pricing us ourselves out of existence I mean that's the tough thing
1: yeah
0: yeah every day yeah yeah and 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 we're gonna and so what do you do because that those are constraints you have purpose and you're not going to cut back on your on your your residents experience and yet it costs a whole lot more so how do you manage that storm? How do you manage that pressure?
1: Well, we get up every day and we do it. And we are disciplined to do okay. it. And we say, <laughs> we say that it's not going to always be this way. And we're going to ride it out. And we're going hmm. to wait hmm. for things to change because it's a situation. And it's, uh, y- when you get yourself into the mindset that it's never going to change, then you might as well give up. I mean... Okay.
2: Oh, right. I mean, you just have to realize that it. And that's like she's, you know, like Lori said, it, it's a cycle. Um, you know, I, I'm not here to I'm not here to go out of business and lose money, but I don't I can I can accept a lower measure of profitability right now while, you know, things adjust and we can get, you know, stay with a competitive pricing Um and as far as you know, the the cost of materials, I I don't know when they're gonna you know the, the cost of the, of the food and and everything else. You don't know when it's gonna stop growing, but I you have to know you know that that it will. And at some point, you you can catch up the price structure um, with that. But uh, yeah, you just but you, you just can't let up and just you, you're not gonna make just a just a nickel and dime now and to save and try to maximize something now to short yourself later on. And then, because I mean, it's a, this is a smaller community and word, word of mouth is, is, is a lot for us. I mean, pe- people that have good experiences here, they tell their friends, they tell their neighbors. So many of our residents, I, I'm coming here because I knew Sally or I knew Joe, I knew them. They, they had a wonderful experience here or, and now we're getting down to, um, you know, I had an aunt or uncle, you know, another generation coming in and, uh. And and a lot of it's word of, of mouth, and, and if you ruin that trust now, you're not going to have that later down the road.
1: But sometimes it's all about writing it out, because I remember I remember bringing you back into the story, Brian, is two years ago when we were losing left and right.
2: Oh, right. When the lockdowns were, no one... We,
1: we were losing money like you wouldn't believe, and Randy and I With said, COVID. no, we're not going to stop. We're going to sow the seeds for the future. We're going to start advertising. We're going to pretend like that this is going to end. We're not going to, I mean, it is going to end, but we're going to look into the future and we're going to say, we're not giving up, even though we're losing right now. We're going to focus on what's going to happen in the future because we believe that we're going to get over this and we're going to be better than ever. And And we are. And I believe that.
0: Say on the rule, only decision makers can get other people to make decisions. Each and every day, we have a decision to make. Also, when we're with buyers in our sales process, we have a decision to make how we're going to lead that interaction. And if I'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments, then when I'm with buyers, I expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process. So first and foremost, I have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. And so that worked. And let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about those, those struggles that came about in the medical communities. I mean, they were huge. And, and even a couple years later, we're still feeling the effects. And in assisted living, and if you had mom or dad into a, 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 a place that wasn't home, like an assisted living facility, um, it was scary. In scary times at that point, let's talk about those pressures and and how you were able to weather those based on your purpose it was <laughs> at one point it was a nightmare
1: <laughs> it was i mean it, it, it was pressure beyond almost that we what we could handle' just being completely honest, it was so hard. it was like and I said it earlier, but entering a foreign country and not knowing the language or the culture and trying to maneuver every single day. I mean, every day, we we had so many staffing problems during that time, and so many people jumped ship. There was just so much that people didn't know and understand. Because they'd and, been
2: scared prior to, and
1: then... And you talk about wanting to, to quit. <laughs> just being honest. We're just like, can we bail somewhere? Can we go away yeah. somewhere? And it's like... No, there's a nice
0: beach somewhere that yes. was saying, come on, come on,
1: yes. hang out I'm with like, me rainy. for a while. Then I said, Randy, this is all your fault.
2: <laughs> I brought I brought her in. What
1: do you got me into here? It was hard. It was the most pressure that I felt. Why'd you stick it out?
0: Why'd you stick it out? Where did you see the seams that said we can do this? Because there were no signs that it was going we, to let up. I just up.
2: knew we would. I just knew we would. I, it was just, it, it, whether it's faith in God and, or, it just. Just maybe the way we're wired, I just knew we were going to get through that tunnel. I just knew it. I...
1: He had more confidence than I did. <laughs> just being honest, it was it was extremely difficult. It was a daily, and there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear, but that's when we said, nope, we're not going to think about what's happening now. We're going to sow into the future because we know it's going to be better. And, and that we had to start thinking about the future instead of what we were going through.
0: Were you more concerned about your residents and their families experience, or were you more, con- more concerned about staying in business? Both are important. You can't oh, have, you can't take care uh, of people. Can't if you don't have a, business. If I can't business. have a business, if you don't take care of people.
2: That, that's correct. That's exactly. Right. I, uh, so
0: we're, what's, give me some examples of, of why, you know, were you focused on your resident or were you focused on the business and how did you overcome those things?
2: At that point, I think we were probably focused. Well, of course, focused on the business. There were, there were things that were out of our control while during the time that they, that the state locked everything down, then, uh, you know, I don't want to put mom and dad in prison where I can't see them. And then you don't have admission. That's, right. that's something that was foreign to us. I mean, we've, we've always been full and then, you know, through, you know, you go a year with no admissions and just a normal, you know, our population is, is, is aging. And, uh, of course the natural, you know, course of things, you know, you're going to end up, you know, you know, losing residents just over the, just in normal times. And sure. if you can't replace them, that's a, that's a very difficult place to be because no one wants to put mom and dad into a place where, where they can't come see them. And, right. and so many, we tried so many ways and, and the, that they could interact, you know, whether it be windows zooms or whatnot. And if it ever would happen again, I don't, I don't know that I would,
1: you <laughs> know, there was, there, there
2: that was, was the <laughs> biggest thing is watching people not be, I, I, I just, that really gets to me that people couldn't interact with their loved ones. I, I could go into that, but I probably.
1: It was hurtful. I mean, it made me sick. I mean, like literally sick to my stomach. I, to tell a person that they couldn't see their family member, it's, it's the hardest thing. It's, it was the hardest thing we ever had to do was to tell someone that they couldn't see their family member. And those family members would struggle so much. And some of those family members came in every day. They were used to coming in every single day. And, it hurt so many people and it, those family members were so devastated and so hurt and so frustrated. And, and then the residents, we had to leave them in their rooms. It, it was really hard. So it was, it was, it went against everything. When you asked the question, was it hard? Like the business versus the family, it was both hard, both, both things I feel were equally hard.
2: Yeah. Our, I believe our strength is, in our socialization and the socialization programs we have, we, you know, we, we, we get the residents out and we try to get, keep them socialized. You know, we have events where we bring people in. The residents love that everything is, is is socialization. And that, that it's one of the biggest things that, that that adds to people's lives is their, their ability to interact with with other human beings. And it totally went against everything that, that we are all about.
0: And so it's pressure on your purpose and it causes you to, 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 air down and get it done, but that's at work. And if you don't mind me, um, digging in a little bit to the Casto, uh, family, uh, because one of the things about family business is that they do go home with you. It's impossible to leave them at the doors. And I, and I'm interested if you don't mind, uh, letting me know, Lori, you said physically, you know, uh, literally sick to your stomach, how do you, what do you talk about at the dinner table at night when your business is crumbling a little bit and people are having a experience that is not the way you wanted to do it when you open those doors. What happens to the family when that happens? Your family.
1: It was, it was a lot of stress, and I don't think for about probably three or four months, I probably didn't get that sick feeling out of my stomach.
2: It was probably that first But The lockdowns what started in what around March, and it was that first July, August, September, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, and it, like you just like it, like yeah,
2: and probably. Well, that wedding is probably...
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just so... I mean, every day... I mean, I was sick. I wasn't... It didn't let up. When I say I was sick, I was exhausted. We didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. There were times that he was at... He was at Wedgwood because I had to get home to Maria um, at my Mm -hmm. daughter. Your daughter? And so Mm -hmm. I... Because I had to stay late here to try to get staff. And then he had to stay overnight um, for a while. I mean, that's how this is a family business. This is, we had to do what we had to do at the time just to make it through. I mean, I'm talking about just literally making it through. And so it made it hard because that's, I mean, it was just stress, constant stress on both of us. So we, (laughs) the one thing that we were able to do is we have this, (laughs) we have this ranger uh, that we ride around yep. on the property.
2: Flares, yeah. And so oh, we cool. couldn't
1: go anywhere except home and work. So that's the one thing that we did do. It, it did allow us to go around and it gave us some a little bit of relief. And that's, yeah. you know, but Maria could see what was going on and it was stressful for her. And she had to be home from school and home by herself. Um, she's at an age where she can be, but, it, you mm-hmm. know, just to be by yourself and kind of isolated in the home and worried about Wedgwood and it, it was a lot,
0: so yeah. So then the clouds began to part and I'm interested in when you saw, so Faith kept you all the way through and I won't even ask you about whether your faith uh, uh, got weakened at all because I know that it did not, it probably even got stronger. And so we'll go I, right I, to the idea, is that right Randy, of course? Yes. The, the, the clouds start to part, A little bit of sunlight comes through, things start to look like they're gonna be okay and I know we had some rocky times and a reclosing and all those kinds of things. But did you dive back in hard? Did you hold on and wait to see? How were you able, how did it feel to be able to start living to your purpose again and actually start making the impact that you want to make when things started to ease, ease up a little bit?
1: It was slow. because was it? it? was very, you know, there were some diving, but really we had to push the staff because they had been closed in so long that we had to put things back. Randy and I had to, like, I had to literally go. There was a room that we had dedicated to all the um, all face the, masks and... Yeah,
2: all the PPE. All
1: the PPE. The gowns, the gloves. All the gowns. There was a whole, our, 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 one of our, our exercise room.
2: Yeah, it was right up front. You know, so we it closed in order, down, it didn't matter.
1: Because anymore. everybody's mindset had been changed so much during all this that I literally had to go through and say, hey, we're going to move it. We're going to get it looking back to normal. We had to push these things forward because... Even though the world was opening up, nursing homes and assisted livings were not. And so we were trying to, to, to you know, live the line of the world still opened up, but we have to still be closed. And we were slowly opening because we had been through a lot. <laughs> it was so we had been through so much trauma that it was slow. Yeah, it so was slow. Though. But as things so, really, but, but after things did open up, we got to be full within a month and a half. Yeah.
2: Yeah. As soon as the health order, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 state Senate and the state house, you know, overrode the health order. Yeah. I mean, we filled up immediately.
1: Yeah. It was six weeks for what we were, what had occurred was, was pretty amazing that we were filled, yeah. filled that quickly.
0: Yeah. Was that and faster we, than you we, anticipated?
1: It was pretty quick, I gotta
2: tell
0: you. Yeah, yeah. It feels good, doesn't it? And
2: yeah. I will <laughs> and, and and you had a lot to do with that too. I, I will tell you that. I, well, I appreciate I don't... all that you did in and helping us in our marketing. It really helped. It really
0: did. Of course. Yeah. yeah, well well, and Lori, you said it. You guys put the pedal down, you got through things, and and I, and I, I want to ask this question. I almost tried to ask it before, but did, did your faith go stronger during this time as you were waiting?
1: It's stronger now. Mm. At the time I, I was so exhausted and so worn that it did, it did exercise my faith a little bit. Yeah. 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 Just being yeah. honest. Did. Yeah.
0: Nope. But now I mean, that's it's That's what stronger this is because all Because you can
1: look I back. Yeah, I can look back and I can say, this is how through. God brought us through. This yep. is, he yep. did it. And it's all to his glory. It yep, is.
0: That is actually right. And so what's next? So now we have stronger faith and we have, we're, we're full again and everything's good. And, and what's on the horizon that you're going to need to lean on your purpose again, where you can see that there might be some challenges in the future. Anything come to mind?
1: I honestly feel like after everything we've been through that it's a cakewalk and I know, I mean, it's, it's so much happened that now I'm excited that like, for instance, we've we've had some different events where it's just been families, you know, like our Thanksgiving, like just different buffets and stuff. But for Christmas, we're gonna have an open house that we're inviting the community to. And even though things have been opening up for Wedgwood estates, that is a huge, huge thing that this can occur. It can occur safely and it can, can it can occur within the law. And I'm so excited because we're gonna have a Christmas open house and we're inviting the world and i'm thrilled yeah, tremendous. and i Just see like more of times. that yeah and i see more of that more of the stuff that i love more of the things that who we are and and i'm so thankful that we have the ability to become again who we were and who we are and what we've always been and we can exercise that and it's well within safety and it's wonderful it's a wonderful feeling
0: you know, the amazing thing, I hope everybody, maybe people didn't pick up on this at the beginning. You're a single-owned, family-owned, entrepreneur-based, this is something your father, Randy, built. Yes. This is not Dad a and big change. I
2: walked on this property, when it was a
0: soccer field, and yeah. we walked across it and said, this, this is it. This is where it's going to be, and and the point I'm going to make is that this is not a big change. So all these storms and these pressures and these things that come down, they come down on you. They don't come down on stockholders, or they don't come down on you know corporate structure or handbooks or things that they they come down on you. The expense comes out of your pocket. When we're family owned, that's the way it works, and and uh, and and you're able, you are able to to live on purpose through some of the most trying storms possible, and help people too that were going through their pressures of their own and having to show their own purpose. So I thank you for that. And I hope that people will realize how important that is when they're trying to decide where, uh, where mom and dad need to, uh, to, to enjoy uh, a portion of their lives. And so if someone did want to reach out to you for any purpose to talk about anything, um, including, uh, potentially becoming a resident at Wedgwood Estates, how would they do that?
1: Go ahead. Well, you can go to Wedgwood, senior com, which is a wonderful website, uh, that was created for us and you can also go to we're at wedgewood estates we're 600 south trimble road in mansfield 419 no, no, 564 7400 your-
2: 756
1: five, or five, seven, five, six. i was giving half of my i was giving half of my cell phone no 419 yeah that's because your family own <laughs> yes <laughs> 419
0: <one>, four, <laughs> four, zero, zero. got it
1: yes and that's it and we're at 600 south trimble road in mansfield
0: tremendous thank you very much both of you i appreciate over our lives that we've known each other the uh the uh, support that you've given me just in watching the way you guys do work and the way your dad did things and the way uh you guys stand up for what's right and don't give in uh, i knew when we created this podcast called purpose under pressure that you folks would be on it and i really appreciate taking the time to be on the show thank you you very much
1: It's been enjoyable Thank you very much.
0: Purpose Under Pressure is brought to you by Sandler Sales Training by the Ruby Group. Visit therubygroup.sandler.com. In this pressure-packed world, Sandler Training by the Ruby Group shines a light on your salespeople's purpose and your customer's purpose as well. So check them out at the com. Check out com for more Purpose Under Pressure episodes. Or if you want to talk to me about anything at all, thank you to Randy and Lori Casto uh, at Wedgwood Estate, celebrating 25 years in Mansfield, Ohio as assisted living. I'm Brian Lovelock This is Purpose Under Pressure. We'll turn it up again next week. See you then.